is the Storymobile Podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. On Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019, Storymobile was at Blackstack Brewing in St. Paul to celebrate and honor the members of the AmeriCorps VISTA program. My name is Isaac Mascanto, and I'm serving with AmeriCorps, and they told me there was going to be free food. What do you do for AmeriCorps? Um, so I'm um, or, uh, volunteered with an organization called uh, Community Technology Empowerment Project. And um, it's an organization that places um, AmeriCorps members, um, not volunteers, I'm sorry, members, um, at different kinds of sites around the Twin Cities where they can help access um, help increase community members' access to digital literacy skills. Um, so it's a range of things. I mean, we've got some people at libraries. We've got some people at, like, um, teen technology centers. I, myself, am an adult basic education center. Um, there's a handful of other people who are at similar sites as mine. So what's a typical day like for you at the adult education center? Um, my typical day is... You know, just a combination of lesson planning and teaching, I'd say that's really the core and heart of what I'm doing. Um, so I've got three classes every day that I teach, um, usually just teaching basic computer skills. Um, every class I start with just basic stuff like clicking and using the keyboard and then hopefully move them into using the internet, using Word, using email. Um, so all three of my classes are more or less the same content, different groups of students. And what is, what is adult? What's the typical ages that you serve? Um, that's actually a really good question. So adult basic education, um, a huge amount of the population actually is immigrants. So a lot of people there to learn ESL, or a lot of people there might not have earned degrees in their home country, or even more unfortunately, they might have degrees in their home country, but they're not applicable here. Um, although there are a decent number of like American-born you know, native English speakers as well. Um, in terms of ages, it's really just anyone who's too old for the public school system. So I've got students who are like 19, 20, 21, and I've got other students who are in their 50s or 60s or possibly 70s. I don't know. I don't like stock their birth dates on the online system, but I've, I've got a healthy range of all ages. Is there a specific neighborhood that you serve? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm at Hubs um, Learning Center. That's in St. Paul. It's on University in Lexington. So the neighborhood in Frogtown area, Yeah. Uh, do you speak other languages or how do you communicate with people who don't speak English very well? Um, so at an adult learning center, it is typical that you just teach in English. So at least my classes, most of the classes that I have, they are expected to have a certain ELL level. But even if you do have really low-level students, there are ways that you can teach without you know, being able to directly speak in their home language. That said, since you did ask the question, I do speak Spanish, Korean, and Somali. Um, I don't use Korean that much, but I, I have and I'm more than willing to use um, Somali and Spanish in the classroom if I need it. Um, but it's not expected that anyone does that. Um, and sometimes I just do it just to build a rapport with my students. And I feel extra justified doing so since I'm not officially an ESL class. So, you know, I don't get that, I don't know, pressure from people since it's as long as I teach them the words I needed for the computers. So did you go into this position and neighborhood specifically because you know these languages? Or what attracted you to this position? Um, yes and no. I mean... Um, Again, since I'm teaching and it is, it is kind of an English as a second language environment, it's not really a place that I would go specifically just to use those languages. Like, there are probably other kinds of fields of work that I can, but 
that was a huge pull. I mean, I, I, I love working with people from different cultures because it really forces me to think very critically about how I communicate, uh, a lot of the kind of like hidden assumptions that I have about, you know, what kinds of things people know and don't know and, and you know, what kinds of things that I might consider normal or not normal. And, you know, whenever I have to work with people who come from a different perspective than I do, it really forces me to engage and think about these things more consciously than I otherwise do. And so that, that definitely was a pull. And I did want to work at a school where there would be people from cultural backgrounds that I've learned a lot about and that I can continue to learn more about. So it's, it is an attraction. I don't know if it's the main reason, though, especially because there are also people from all of... I mean, I have, I have students from Sudan, from Senegal, from um, Thailand, from Laos, from... Um, Lebanon, I mean, from all over. And of course, also from, you know, Mississippi and Minnesota, and, you know, all over the place. What do you plan to do next year? Do you want to work with CTEPAs again? Um, I'm not planning on serving again. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm, I'm kind of torn between trying to find a full-time career in the world of adult ed or also moving into another career direction. Um, I know I do want to continue working with, like, immigrant groups because... Like, I enjoy the challenge of, like, trying to communicate cross-linguistically, cross-culturally. But specifically what I do, that's a little still up in the air. Can you give an example of a situation at work that has affected you personally that was a positive experience? Um, has, has something in your work life, like, changed the way you view things or the way you feel about a certain subject? Or is there a, a, a specific uh, student of yours that has really made a big impact on you? Well, since I have started learning Somali in the last like year, two years or so, um, I have really enjoyed some of the relationships that I've built with some of my Somali students because, you know, during those first couple of minutes before and after class finishes, you know, I'm always chatting with them about their day. They they always like to come into class and greet me in Somali. They don't usually greet me in English. And, you know, I've, I've learned words from them here and there. And it's been kind of nice to make the classroom environment a more of an exchange than one strictly of, um, of uh, you know, one direction. I'm just teaching them. It's, it's nice that you know, they also get to, to, to be the teacher as well. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.